Hello, and welcome to a special mini-episode of Starside Chat. This one was a conversation Aaron and I had anticipating E3 2019. At first, we were just going to make this a video for our YouTube channel, but we thought our podcast listeners might enjoy the discussion as well. So there will be a video version of this up on our YouTube channel, and I'll have a link to it in the show notes. But uh, otherwise, enjoy as we anticipate E3 2019. Hello, Zach. Hello, Aaron. It's the best time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's E3. I look forward to this every year. It's my favorite time of year, more than Christmas or Halloween or any of those other nonsense holidays. (laughs) I'm very excited. Are you? I am. I I think a lot of people think maybe this is going to be sort of a down year for E3, just maybe because Sony is not going to be there Mm. and because a lot of the big players are sort of holding their biggest guns for next gen, which will probably happen next year. But yeah. E3 is always very exciting, and I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that's going to be shown, so I'm pretty excited. I don't know about you, but I am anticipating a lot of things. I am also anticipating a lot of things, at least In five fact, of them. Yes, I also have uh, five things have come to my mind, and I think that we have both compiled a top five anticipated things for E3 2019. We did. I'm very excited to get into this. Let's just jump in, Zach. What is your number five most anticipated thing for E3 2019? My number five, and this may surprise you, is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yes, so that just happened, and I didn't watch the trailer, but I heard some people talk about it, and then I watched the trailer on my phone, and uh, man, it looks sharp. They're using an, I guess there's a, a whole new engine. Yeah, so this is why I'm excited about it, and this is why I put it on my number five. Uh, Actually, Black Ops last year was the first Call of Duty I'd bought in years, uh, and I enjoyed it. But this one, I don't know. It just Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, the first one, revolutionized not just Call of Duty as a franchise, but also like online multiplayer shooters. Mm. Just the way they uh, sort of changed the game in terms of progression systems and uh, just sort of that addicting one more game mentality and always unlocking stuff and rewarding you, uh, sort of giving semi RPG uh, elements to the online shooter. So like fast forward to now and it's kind of old hat at this point. And <laughs> for the first time, probably since then, they have a new engine and it looked incredible. It's the trailer said it was running uh, in engine so, and it looked very, very sharp. Like that is said. crazy to me. Well, yeah, I heard, I think it was on the Game Informer podcast. They were talking about the studios like utilizing photogrammetry, which is the oh, future. Yeah. yeah. I've heard a lot about photogrammetry in regards to like VR video, but yeah. in just 2D space. My question is, which uh, keynote is this going to be at, do you think? Microsoft? Probably Microsoft. I mean, it can't be Sony. No, it can't. But man, it can't. that's crazy. <laughs> it can't be Sony. And Activision doesn't do their own. So I feel like it has to be Microsoft. Yeah. So, man, I look forward because they didn't talk at all about it's only a linear story. As far as we know right now, they haven't yeah. what multiplayer is. Yeah. So they're, they're bringing back the story mode. A lot of people were upset that they took it out of the last Call of Duty. So for sure, the, like the first thing they showed us was that they are indeed going to have a story for this. And I'm not sure exactly how they're going about it because I don't think it's a reboot of the original. 
but maybe it is kind of <laughs> what I the, the way I understand it, the original had a cast of characters that people connected with. Right. And they are plucking those characters from their continuity and putting them in a modern setting. So it's not necessarily connected to the other game, but it's what if those characters were in today's world, basically. You mean like from from what? Because the other one was modern as well. More modern. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Even Mo- more modern. Turned up to 11, Zach. Modern as in 2019, not 2007 or whenever that game came out? Whenever, yeah. <laughs> a decade. A decade has passed. Yeah. Over, it's been now. over a decade. So, uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Zach, would you like to hear my number five? I would. This is kind of a cop-out because it's not necessarily games, but my number five is Nintendo Ports. I'm heavily anticipating the Nintendo Direct. I'm sure they're going to talk a lot about Pokemon and hopefully Animal Crossing, but I'm more interested in, we talked, I think it was last week or two weeks ago on the podcast about, you know, what are we going to see first on Switch, Apex or Overwatch? And I think both of those are viable options and crazy things that they could reveal like, hey, available now, go download it on your Switch. Also, there is a ton of Wii U stuff that I never got a chance to play, like Mario 3D World. And like, I have been watching trailers for that of like Cat Mario and things like that. (laughs) That game seems amazing. And I would love, I want more Mario in general, but uh, that seems like a fully realized, very easily portable, full featured Mario game that I would love to have on the go. Also... I heard a rumor that I don't know if it's true. They're saying The Witcher 3 might come to Switch, which would finally make me play that game everyone loves. <laughs> yeah, I would also like to play that game. I think I actually got it on PS4 because I think it was one of the free PlayStation games of the month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just never got around to playing it for whatever reason. But I don't know, having it on Switch would make it that much more enticing to go back yeah. and play. That's my number five is basically like, not necessarily new games, but games that I have played on other platforms or maybe not gotten around to that all of a sudden are going to be on Switch. Like I'm thinking, you know, interesting first person shooters or even like a Divinity Original Sin. That seems well, insane. I was just but... going to say, uh, speaking of D&D style games, they did just announce that Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights and other like D&D style like classics are going to come to the Switch. Oh, my God. I didn't know that was on Switch. I just heard it was console releases. Well, yeah. So it's coming to consoles, including Switch. Oh, my God. And then also that Baldur's Gate is maybe getting a third game from the makers of Divinity Original Sin 2. Man. Baldur's Gate 2 was my jam back in the day. I used to play that so much. So I never played them, but I would play them if they were on Switch. Zach, what is your number four? I wonder if any of our numbers are going to line up. I don't think they will this year. Uh, Well, we'll find out. My number four is Doom Eternal. Ooh, that is a good one. Yeah, so we don't know for sure what all is going to be at the Bethesda conference, just because I don't know how much they have to show, but I'm thinking they're going to show quite a bit of Doom Eternal because mm-hmm. we're expecting this one anytime. But yeah, I liked the, what was it, Doom 2016? 16? I think it was 16. Yeah. Uh, I liked that game quite a lot. I played a bunch of it, and I would definitely like a sequel to it. And I'm curious just what all they have to show for it. So I'm looking forward to it. We're going to see more of that weird... There was a brief snippet in the last... uh, It might have been last E3, where they showed player invasion of a game. Remember that? Kind of like in Watch Dogs, how people could invade your game. Right. I bet we'll see more of that. I bet we'll see... 
uh, I we one hundred percent are going to see a release date, and I would bet August or September of this year. Yeah, and I'm also curious if they improve upon the PvP modes because I mm, think Doom yeah. 2016 wasn't exactly well received in that area. So maybe that was the only they, thing people didn't like about it. Yeah, yeah. So maybe if they sort of learn whatever lessons they needed to from that last game, maybe they can make much better ones for this. So simultaneous switch release uh, i think that's wishful thinking but maybe switchful thinking switchful thinking maybe that's their their thing at the I mean, end of the doom eternal presentation didn't they release uh the last wolfenstein simultaneously no they did release it on there but not simultaneously that's the other thing we're gonna see at the bethesda press conferences a ton yeah. of that young ones or whatever young blood yeah for sure those two but i don't know what else yet I mean, I'm sure they'll talk about Fallout 76, but they won't have anything super interesting. So, Zach, would you like to know my number four? Lay it on me. My number four is The Future of Destiny. Ooh, yeah. We haven't talked about Destiny in a while. We haven't. And as we all know, uh, Bungie completely owns Destiny now. They are free from their corporate shackles. And everyone is very curious as to what the future holds. There, I mean, I would assume there's not going to be an August release for the first time in like six years or seven, like however long Destiny has been going on for. Because I would hope that they are going to pull back and finally revamp everything and build it from the ground up for a new... I don't know. I'm not sure what I... But 10 minutes before they revealed Modern Warfare, Bungie tweeted... On Thursday, June 6th at 10 a.m., tune in for the reveal of the next chapter of Destiny 2. So pre-E3. So maybe they will have a fall release? I don't know. I hope. My my dearest hope is that they come on there like, hey, no fall release because we're going to flip the script and we're going to make an entirely new engine. Destiny 3 is going to be what, what we've always wanted to do before Activision dug their claws into us. It's going to be for the elite it's going to be heavily rpg not like pulling back on making a synergy between pvp and pve so we don't have to balance things insanely because of pvp that needs to happen we're definitely going to cover this june 6th reveal whatever it may be it'll be it'll probably be the first bit of e3 content we're going to have because it's before anything else yeah but uh I am eagerly waiting. I really want them to just come out of the gate swinging with, and not it be like, hey, guess what? Here's another season pass for another year. I would hate <laughs> if it's that, you know? I hope they go away from that, but who can say if they need that or not? I don't know. I want them to, I really do want them to pull back and say, you're going to have to wait, but it's going to be worth it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'd be okay with them. Like, I know that would hurt a lot of the streamers and content creators Mm. that, like, deal with Destiny exclusively, but I would be on board with them sort of shutting things down for, like, maybe six months even, and then, like, coming back just rearmed with all new stuff. I would love that. We'll see. What's your number four? Uh, We already did my number four. Oh, my God. I'm off track. What's your number three? My number three is and we don't know if this is actually gonna be at e3 so this is speculation on my part but it's starfield this is another Mm. thing i'm hoping we see at the bethesda conference just because there's got you have to think there's a hole somewhere in there that they could fill with 
one of the upcoming games, whether that ends up being Starfield or Elder Scrolls Six, we think Starfield is next up. It so is, yeah. maybe they have a little something more than just the teaser that they played for us at last E3. I mean, I, a year we later talked about this. It's been a year. Yeah, they you would think they'd have a little bit more to show. Yeah, I can only hope. I just I want to find out sort of what they're planning for that game and sort of what their vision is. We kind of talked about it on our podcast last week about we want to see some of that aspirational content where they're showing us what sort of their dream vision of the game is, Mm -hmm. even if they have to make cuts somewhere along the line and the game ends up not having all of that stuff. It would be nice to just sort of get a general sense of the direction that game is going. I want to see some scope is what I want. I want to see, are there multiple worlds? Is your... Is there a home base type place? Like, do you have a ship that you're customizing? What does it take to go between worlds? Is it fast travel or... And also, like, how customizable is your character? If we're talking, like, I mean, in Fallout and in Skyrim and those types of games, you are sort of building your own class. Maybe I want to be a thief or a fighter. Yeah. Are there going to be, like, sci-fi type class things? Can I, Man, can I be a hacker? That would... <laughs> blow my mind and I would love that or like maybe a some sort of droid I'm trying to think of like people in Shadowrun there was like a street samurai or uh someone who does like drones a whole lot we don't know we don't know anything about it we've only yeah. seen 30 seconds of footage of a very far away space station question mark so yeah I'm curious if it's gonna be more linear or more open world like you got to like, imagine it's gonna be open world but what if you it would is linear? So. that would be crazy yeah, I mean, who can say at this point? I I'm curious how much like Skyrim is going to be, but in space. And what if this? How... What if there are Argonians? <laughs> yeah, that's true. They could always sort of tie it into their other franchises and be Think like, about that. What if it's like sort of future space travel version of Fallout? Man, what if this? What if it's? What if it is the world? This is not get the case. But what if it would be the world of the Elder Scrolls, but like in the far future? And people are like have magic in space that's never been seen before. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool too. like space wizards, (laughs) space wizards. Think about that. People with just like giant trees as spaceships. (laughs) That would be crazy. And then they could have all this lore tying back into the Elder Scrolls franchise. People would go nuts for that. But I would love that. I mean, I feel like you would also have to call it Elder Scrolls Starfield or something like that. What if that's the what if they're like, we have a little bit more to show about Starfield and then Starfield, the logo comes up and then above that, it says Elder Scrolls. People would (laughs) rip their chairs out of the ground with like excitement. (laughs) That would be a hilarious scene to witness. But yeah, uh, I mean, I have the feeling that's not the case, but that would be kind of crazy. I think so, Tim. Would you like to know my number three, Zach? I would. I revealed it a little bit by talking about how I want to be a hacker. It's Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, the big dog. The big dog. Uh, This might be a little higher up on your list, but I am very excited. I have heard it's not going to be playable at E3 through the grapevine, but I want them to have new demos. I want to see more of the customization, more choices. I want to see they'll probably have another full playthrough of a mission I'd like to see more driving. I'd love to see a world map. I think we'll get a lot of that. I don't, I'm going to say I don't think we're going to get any kind of release date, even though they keep saying they're targeting PS4. But uh, this is something I'm very excited to see. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard to say nowadays what it even means when you say targeting PS4, because as we now know, games that are going to come out in the sort of the end of the PlayStation 4's life cycle are going to be playable on both PS4 and PS5. That's a good point. And it's just going to be like insert a PlayStation game and it will either it'll just run at the, the sort of peak performance of the hardware that you have. So maybe that's the case. Maybe that's how they can say, well, we're targeting current gen consoles, but then it'll also be available for next gen consoles. So, yeah, I mean, I would like a release date, but they're not ones to sort of rush themselves or put pressure on themselves to tell people they've always their standard position has been when it's ready. And I'm, you know, maybe that's what they say again this year but you got to think and again another year into this development cycle since we last saw something from it i'm curious uh to see more of it and what else they have to say about it so i want to see the big question is will this again be a behind closed doors i feel like that was such good marketing last e3 where everyone was just like walking into a room seeing the face of God and then walking out of it and being like, you are not going to believe this. I know it was like kind of a stroke of genius because it got people talking so much more than just like showing it at or like regular E3 would have done. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a little bit of a stroke of genius on their part. And then like later to follow up by actually dropping it so everybody could see what was shown. I almost want them to do that again with an entirely new set of mission parameters to show off even more crazy stuff only show it to some gaming press so that we get this i want like over and over people to tell talk about it and then like a month or two later reveal it because i just i love uh i don't know i i feel like that's a you like being teased i do i love it (laughs) i i don't know if they can do that again i would much rather them have like a full-on like press conference showing this thing off or like do you think they'll show up at a keynote you can go um, at Microsoft again. They were at the closer at Microsoft last year. It's true. They were the closer at Microsoft. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I can see them showing up at Microsoft and having a little something. So that would be cool. Zach, tease me with your number two. I will tease it. It is The Outer Worlds. This is... Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that space RPG built by the makers of Fallout New Vegas. And yeah. I loved Fallout New Vegas. That was my favorite of the Fallout games and I agree. I am. I, I don't have like super high expectations for this because I'm not really sure what all to expect. Um, they've showed some stuff off, and I know it, it's going to not be as maybe big as some people might be expecting. It's not going to be as huge as like Fallout New Vegas, but it, it's still going to be a an RPG very much in that vein. And there's going to be replay value. Uh, just based on decisions you make and sort of the direction you choose to go. So I'm excited to find out more about it. I feel like it could be like a really, I don't like sort of fun throwback to something like uh, Mass Effect or, you know, earlier Fallout games. Yeah. So yeah, the your ability to <laughs> like be a dumb guy, I yeah. feel like is very telling of how customizable people's experiences are. And I like games that just like the choice branches just look like roots underground, you know, like yeah. crazy things can, it can be wildly different for two people. And it seems like this will be the case. That's probably why it's not going to be as long 
as people want because it is so dense with yeah. choice, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I like you were saying, this is definitely going to be one of those games where, like, if you and your friends all play it and then you, like, meet up and you talk about it, everybody sort of has a vastly different experience and they can tell stories about stuff that nobody else saw. So mm-hmm, exactly. that seems really cool to me. Would you like to know my number two? Give me that number two. I don't think we're going to have any matching, and I feel like three or four of ours were matching last year. Uh... I mean, that's a good thing, right? That is a good thing. Yeah, we'll have more things to look forward to. My number two, Halo Infinite. I considered putting this on my list, but it didn't quite make the cut because I'm very curious about it. I put it above Cyberpunk just because I, like Cyberpunk, I feel like is a known entity almost at this point. And there's, I feel like there's so much mystery around Halo Infinite. Like, is it open world? Uh, Is it a Destiny or like, yeah, like a Destiny clone type thing from the original I guess it's not original, but... From the franchise made exactly. by Bungie, yeah. Does it take place entirely on a Halo? Like, I don't know. I, I loved that trailer. It was the opening tra- It was one of the things that I loved about Microsoft's th- uh, press conferences because you didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden, rack focus to Master Chief in the foreground. I am very excited. I want to know everything about this. What if it's a battle royale? Wouldn't that be insane? <laughs> also, is it going to be on PC? It seems like Microsoft is going the play it on whatever you want type route. This could be the first Halo I play since Halo 3. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played one since Halo Reach, and I never loved the Halo franchise, but I would definitely play another one just because yeah. I liked the, I thought the gameplay was solid enough and like fun enough to keep playing. So I don't know if they brought it on PC, I would definitely play it there. And I think they definitely will because they've brought the, then they have the classic collection where they had them the all Master together. The Master Chief collection. Has that yeah. come out yet? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, I don't know. The I, I think it will come out on PC probably the same, uh, same day as Xbox. And I'm very curious to find out if it's going to be, like you say, like a, a Destiny style game. Is this? Do you think this is what they open their show with or do they open their show with like another non sequitur type what is this type thing (laughs) and then just a giant portion of their show like definitely this is going to be the main event i feel like or maybe it's going to be gears 5 well yeah it's it's hard to tell with microsoft because we don't know how far out this game is just yet and i think gears might be coming up before that it's it's weird when their two like biggest franchises are sort of do for a new game sort of at the same time <laughs> wait did that gears game that we saw last year ever come out that one with that stupid paragliding on I, ice i think it's coming out this year and for sure gears, Is that 5, gears 5 yeah it's gears 5 and for sure that's going to be at e3 this year so i like i said i don't know like those are their two main franchises and they're definitely going to be shown at e3 this yeah. year so like, I don't know how they organize that in their presentation and which one takes precedence and which one's coming out like first. So Halo built the Xbox. It's got to be Halo as the main event. I mean, you're probably right, but I, I also want to see Cyberpunk and Call of Duty at their show. So, yeah, I mean, they I mean, they don't have to compete with PlayStation, but I feel like they're still going to come out. Uh, with an, an insane amount of content like they did last year. Last year was they had the best press conference last year, like hands down. Here's a crazy thought. So we speculated as to whether maybe Sony might show up at the Microsoft press conference since they just announced a partnership with Azure. And what if instead of like the normal length, it's like double length 
and they just have like wall to wall games. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> that that would be the best. My dream is for like a four hour press conference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love like a just a super long press conference where they just had a ton of stuff to show off. Maybe we're asking too much, but <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask you, what's your number one? Well, my number one is Cyberpunk 2077. Ah. We already talked about this. You probably knew it was coming, but I figured that would be your number one. Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm super into the cyberpunk vibe and I am super into what I saw last year and I just want to see a lot more of it. Like it's my most anticipated game uh for sure this year and if not this year next year you know like whatever year it comes out that's my most anticipated game of that year i am trying to think in that 40 or like 50 minute gameplay trailer that eventually came out last year did they show hacking at all i think they did kind of like i don't remember it's been a while since i've seen it yeah i would love like for that to be revealed this year like uh, what it looks like when you jack into a system because I'm sure that's going to be like part of the gameplay. Yeah, I thought they showed some of that, but I don't remember. They definitely need to go. Like, I feel like they have so much going on in that yeah. game that they could still show us uh, a lot more and stuff that they hadn't showed us previously, and still there would be plenty of stuff held back yeah. for when the game actually launches. So, give me your number one. Zach, you're going to hate me, but it's Google Stadia news. (laughs) We talked about this right before we started recording, and you were like, should this even be on the list? I didn't put it on because it's not a game. And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Let's honorable mention it. But I was lying to you. I made a fool of you. Here's the secret. I knew you were going to have it on your list. And so I... I was a little bit surprised when you you were so open to just throwing it on the honorable mentions list because I was like, "There's a trick for sure. This is on his list, and <laughs> if he has to take this out, he's gonna have to find something else to put on there." But no, I mean, I'm with you on being super excited about Stadia and wanting to find out more and maybe see some like uh, exclusive games that they have in the mm. works for it. So. What's the wanna, pricing like, model? When is it coming out? You know, that sort of thing. So many things I want to know about this because this is, I feel like this is the metaverse. This is the first step in the metaverse because it's servers that can live infinitely on Google's servers, basically. Any game that's open world, like a destiny that you put on this, it's not going to have to instance things so much. It's just going to be living on their like giant like however many teraflop machines you're like this opens the door for persistent mmo worlds i don't know if that's like exactly what they have in mind but i also love the idea of being able to play on any computer like at work or at school or anywhere i want so many more details on this i want like i want to pre-order that controller for sure (laughs) i would love for them to give some dates i this is something that i want to know a lot more about and i they haven't announced any like keynote or anything, have they? For sure they're going to talk about this, but they, I don't know where they're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're not sure if it's going to be part of E3 or not is the other thing we should mention, which is another reason why I put it on the honorable mentions list is because mm-hmm. they they did say that they would have more information in June. And so everybody just assumed that that meant yeah. at E3 they were going to show up and... Uh, but they they definitely have not announced that they were going to like fill Sony's void and like make their own press conference and just show off a bunch of stuff about Stadia. So, yeah, we don't know when they're going to be there or what they're going to show or how much they're going to show. 
it could be like late June. It could be like we could be weeks off of when they're going to actually talk about it. But what if they're at the Bethesda press conference and they're like, guess what? Doom oh. Eternal is like coming. It's going to be a launch title for Google Stadia. I can see that. Yeah. Since they, they talked about it. it yeah. yeah. They did talk about great. it during their previous Stadia announcement. So, yeah, I can see that happening. And that would help Bethesda fill time since they don't have as much stuff to show this year. Yeah. Also, I have one more thing on my list. Okay. It's that one more thing, Zach. Hit me with it. That's what it is. It's the one more thing. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> that was my number one last year, and I didn't want to do that again. But that is legit my favorite part of E3. It's the, way, the reason I look forward to this every year is because... Every press conference, there is the chance for them to have some great showmanship and be like, thanks for watching, you know, check your check under your seats for tickets or whatever. Also, oh, wait, one more thing. Oh, we're being hacked. Oh, what's going on? Uh, or something like that. I love I love that piece of showmanship. And I love that it's always something insane and unexpected. That was, it was Cyberpunk at Microsoft last year. It was great. Bethesda did it with Starfield and Elder Scrolls last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's to say what it can be this year? It's completely unexpected, and I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm mostly curious to see what Microsoft has up their sleeves for the end mm-hmm. of their show, especially after sort of blowing everybody away with Cyberpunk 2077 last year. You know what I bet it is? I bet if it's not part of their main show, I bet it's Horizon. Oh, no, that's PlayStation. It is. Oh, my <laughs> God. What are you doing, Sony? <laughs> I mean, we all just want a Sony press conference, really. I'm so sad. Well, they did show off uh, Death Stranding like last week or yeah. a couple days ago, whatever. Which it was. looks great, but I also like I, that again. I feel like is a known entity, yeah. So I don't feel as. I mean, is it though? <laughs> like I, that's we've a good point. we've heard about it. We're not surprised to find out more information about it because we know it exists already, but we don't know that much about it to be honest. But. It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I have the feeling that Sony might still drop one of their PlayStation Directs or whatever. I would love that. Um, Fingers crossed for that. Yeah, because Nintendo always does. Like, they always have something for it. And even though they don't do a press conference anymore, they still put something together. So it wouldn't surprise me if Sony's like, oh, by the way, at this time, we're going to drop like a live stream of... And it could be short, too, like a half hour worth of trailers for upcoming stuff and that could just be their way of still having a presence without actually doing a full-on press conference i hope so you said you have a couple i have a couple honorable mentions as well that i've just thought of as we're talking but what are your honorable honorable mentions my first one is that control game do you remember that oh yeah i will definitely play that that looks super fun yeah it looks really cool and i'm very curious to actually get my hands on it and see what that game is all about um also we already kind of mentioned Baldur's gate 3 and elder scrolls 6 and Stadia, those were on my honorable mentions of things that I would like to see more of, even though, even if I'm not sure that it's actually going to happen. But uh, And then I also threw on Pokemon Sword and Shield just because who knows if that's going to be there either. But Yeah, well, I think aren't they doing a pre-E3 direct that is just about Pokemon? Oh, are they? I think so. I think that's next week at some point. And then there's an E3 direct that's going to happen on the Tuesday of E3. That makes sense. Yeah, they just announced like a whole bunch of different Pokemon stuff like a, a couple days ago, including one that like tracks your sleep. And so people <laughs> are super confused about what that is and how it's all going to work. But 
So uh, I have a couple honorable mentions as well. Okay, go for it. Rumor has it that uh, Watch Dogs 3 is going to be revealed oh, at Ubisoft. Right. I expected that to be on your list, actually. I thought about it, but we don't even know if it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited for it, for sure, but I, I feel like I know what a Watch Dogs game is. So while I'm super excited to play it, I don't necessarily need to get excited for it. Like, I'll, I'll buy it, for sure, because I love the world and I love hacking in general. Right. But um, my other two... I want to see more of that Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. I don't think, I'm not sure if that uh, is specifically going to be at E3. I don't think it's going to show up in a keynote for sure, but it might be on the floor. And I would love to get more details on that because I loved the first one. And then finally, uh, this also, I don't know if it's going to be at the show, but Minecraft Earth, I want more details on. I want to oh, see yeah. what's going to be in that summer beta. That seems like a weird game to show at E3, yeah. but... If they're there, I want to see video of it. I want to see how good that AR is because people talking about it say the AR is very solid. Yeah, I would love to see like a demonstration of how it actually works yeah. in like real time out in the world. They real had it world. working for press. So like they've shown people, they have the ability to show. And that's something, you know, Jeff Keighley does that pre E3 roundtable thing. I think Jack Black is going to be there this year where it's just like a mess of weird games. That could, I could see that definitely being like, hey, and now we've got people from. Mojang here and they're going to show us Google Earth live like it doesn't really fit anywhere else really except for like a variety type thing yeah it would be cool to see them there you go that's our both of our top fives for E3 yeah that's all I've got and if you want to let us know what your top five most anticipated things at E3 are let us know in the comments or send us an email at starsidecafe at gmail.com and we may talk about it on our next week's podcast next week's podcast is going to be a big one because it will have been e3 so we're going to be doing what well, we're going to be covering every press conference uh ea bethesda the nintendo direct will probably will be a little bit later microsoft sony's not going to be there we're going to do that destiny one i'm going to count that as an e3 thing so we should definitely cover that if it's exciting if it's not exciting then we're just not going to talk about it <laughs> I'll send some uh, tweets about it if it's yeah. not exciting. <laughs> so yeah, you but can yeah. follow us uh, at Starside Cafe uh, on Twitter if you're Total interested coverage. in that. We'll also probably post E3, have a top five things from E3 to kind of bookend the experience. But uh, look out, uh, subscribe to this channel. I don't know why I said it like that, but definitely do that. <laughs> do subscribe and we will have videos and you can let us know what you might be interested in seeing or hearing about. And we'll talk about it. We'll see you in a week. Goodbye. Goodbye.